Hello and welcome to the latest confectionery news podcast. I'm Anthony Myers. In this episode, I talked to Ferrero's Paul Chai, who was recently named as the new chairman of the NCA. With more than 30 years in the confectionery industry, Paul talks about the impact of COVID, the importance of data-driven dynamics, and why doing the right thing always pays off in the long term. Take a listen. I'd like to start really with, um, you know, what are your main duties, responsibilities now as chairman of the National Confections Association? Well, I'm chairman of the board of trustees of the National Confections Association. So my responsible is the traditional one responsible of being the chairman. Uh, I help facilitate the meetings. We work as an industry, you know, the board of trustees oversees uh, the activities of John Downs and his team. Uh, to make sure it's aligned with the member company's interests and, you know, kind of that it's on track against the plans. And I work with John and helping set the agenda of what we're pursuing uh, to help benefit and advance the interest of our member companies uh, in the coming uh, in the coming period. So uh, that's kind of how I see my role. And I'm probably chief cheerleader in chief for the confectionery industry. Great. And uh, you were obviously vice chairman before that. And what have you learned in that role, you know, to prepare you now for this kind of step up, would you say? Well, I would say from a vice chairmanship standpoint, you do kind of appreciate the the commitment, the time commitment it takes to do the role effectively. And there's a lot of conversations that happen um, behind the scenes with respect to some of the issues and gaining alignment with critical members. And I think you know, when you're not in the vice chair seat or in the chairman's seat, you may not have uh, visibility to some of the other dialogue that happens to move the agenda forward. But I learned a lot about um, uh, uh, working together with the member companies and how we can have those discussions that create alignment so we can move forward. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And um, you're, you're, you're- your other hat, your other role, you are president and CEO of Ferrero North America, which obviously takes up a lot of your time. But I, I just would like to ask you, um, how has working for for a company like Ferrero in a senior role uh, shaped your view of the confectionery industry in general? Well, I think the most important point, I would say for me, in terms of shaping the, the view and context going into this role is the global view. Mm-hmm. You know, so... One of the benefits of being in a global company, and this is, I think, value I bring to the members, is that I can bring the perspective of some of the things that are going on in other parts of the world that could have a uh, an impact on our industry here in the United States. You know, and so there are positive trends and there are some negative trends that happen outside, uh, both from a consumer standpoint and a government standpoint or NGO and regulatory standpoint. And I, bringing that perspective is important. And I think the other perspective I have, I think I'd like to add to this, but it's not necessarily from Ferrero, but it's from being in the industry as long as long that I have, is that it's a it's a business built on brands. And I think that that as some of the other categories, the relationship with brands is kind of softened. You know, people are are switching brands more more and some of this driven by behaviors driven by e-commerce but confectionery remains a branded business it is about your emotional connection to the brands and i think that that also is very distinctive so i think bringing that discipline about building brands whether you're a big company or a small company 
and bringing that outside perspective from a global standpoint, those things together, I think, really shape my view or what I can, the, the context I can bring to the chairmanship of the NCA. Great. Thank, thank you for that. Um, one thing I'd like to touch on, actually, during your, what should we call it, confirmation speech, acceptance speech at SOTIC, when you were when you were announced as a new chairman, you mentioned something about data-driven challenges that are, that are coming up. Mm -hmm. I just wondered if you could just expand a little bit on what you meant by that and how how you see the data, you know, being being, a, being an important factor as we, as we move ahead. Well, I think there's the biggest point for me is insight versus data. So when you look at information or data. There's more information and data available than ever before, you know, and especially when you think about e-commerce dynamics, you have vast observational activity happening at every step of the consumer uh, journey to actually converting to buying a product. But the point becomes you need to kind of come through all that data and make sure you're getting to insight. You know, I have a specific definition of an insight An insight is something that changes your strategy or tactics. If it's not something that changes you, and in, if it's not something that changes your strategy or tactics, it just becomes something that's nice to know. You know, and I'm speaking more in terms of the planning in the context of planning. So as an industry association, we have access to more information than ever before. And we need with the with the challenge of data to make sure that we're taking that data and getting to insight and making decisions that benefit the industry based on insights called from the data and not get lost in this sea because you can be like a small boat thrown around in the chop and not necessarily be yeah. driving that ship forward if you're not disciplined in how you're using data. Okay. Um, I'd like to move on to something else now that, 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 that kind of jumped out at me at your um, at the NCA state of treating report. It's about the sustainability um, claims and uh, American consumers in, in your report, in the NCA's report, says four out, of, four out of ten value sustainability, which I thought was a little bit low, actually. I was quite surprised, to be honest. I mean, there are studies over here in Europe, seven out of ten consumers rate you know, sustainability and transparency making a purchase why do you think that's a low number for you do you think it's do you think it can be improved do you, or do you, why do you think it was you know kind of on the low side well i think you know just in terms of without seeing the specific language of the question uh -huh. because you know based on what i'm aware of it could have been there could have been that qualifier in the context of of, of chocolate or in confection and it just in that particular point it may have been subordinated to like i say brand emotional connection season and all those other things but just like europe sustainability is something that is extraordinarily important to the american consumer and you know you you see and i know you would know the the data related to millennials and how the ethical activity of companies is very much part of how someone thinks of a company, thinks of the brands of that company and makes consumer choices of that for, for buying from that company. So that stuff is present here. There's many research studies that show that it's present here and sustainability is important. And as you see, you know, many of our member companies, um, Hershey, Mars, 
Ferrero that I work for, um, Mondelez, you know, the big companies and the small companies are all pursuing uh, very uh, specific sustainability agendas uh, in the context of moving the industry in the direction of being good, you know, good citizens of the planet uh, with respect to our impact on the global environment. So people care in the United States, the industry cares in the United States, and you see a broad set of actions by member companies to move the sustainability agenda forward. Okay, good, thank you. Um, in your role in Ferrero, Ferrero is a good corporate social responsibility program. Um, you know, it recently, recently announced it has plans to increase its transparency of its cocoa supply chain, which is a, which mm -hmm. is a good sign. Is there anything you can bring from Ferrero that you've learned along the years to help the, 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 help the NCA guide its members, would you say, um, you know, in, in sustainability? Well, I think, you know, what I can bring, I think, from Ferrero, Ferrero is a company that uh, is owned by the Ferrero family. And historically, the integrity and ethic of the family, which has, you know, permeated a company, has been very, very strong in terms of caring about uh, our partners, caring about our associates, caring about um, the workers, caring about the environment. That has permeated all the activity. And Ferrero is not necessarily a company, too. There's a lot more that we do that we don't talk about than what we talk about. Now, in terms of the thing that I can bring to this to the company, and I think many, I'm not speaking of something that many, many of our member companies have the same, but doing the right thing always pays off for the long term. Mm -hmm. Always. And so there might be a view that, well, maybe that's too expensive or it's gonna be set you back in terms of financial performance or whatever. What we've learned at Ferrero is that doing the right thing always pays back in the long term. And and that is something that you know I will bring to the to the NCA. And I think that that is something along with we and Ferrero think for the long term. Uh, and I think that long term view along with doing the right thing always pays back will help will help with the NCA, I think, uh, and make sure that um, not be afraid of doing some things that may in the short term seem tough, but in the long term will help the help the organization. Okay, good. Um, on, on that subject as well, I know John, John Downs has um, spoken out about this and, you know, last year in America, in Europe to an extent, it was a was a tumultuous year for social upheaval and what was going on. I just wanted to, want to ask you, where, where do you stand or where, where does the NCA stand on diversity, equality and inclusion in the industry? What will you, how will you be guiding members on those, on those issues? Well, like, like other industry associations, you know, and I would say specifically the NCA, diversity, equity, inclusion is fundamental for companies to be successful. And I think what we've seen is, is that there's tons of data that show companies that represent their consumers uh, in terms of their management and in terms of their employee base are much more successful than companies that do not. And this has been proven time and time and time again. And I think the thing that we need to do is to make sure that we're sharing ways that companies can drive 
uh, diversity, equity, inclusion in terms of what are best in class practices by some of the member companies, what are best in class practices by companies outside. Uh, we also need to continue to develop opportunity in making sure that the candidate industry is seen as a career opportunity for people with diverse backgrounds. Uh, and this is a, an, a, a wonderful industry. I grew up in this industry. It's created 30 years of, of opportunity for me and my family. And this is something that can be true for uh, more people, uh, it, for a broader base of people, a more diverse set of people. And I think that we'll work together to, to continue to move forward in that direction. Um, the NCA's five-year strategic plan is, is, is underway, the Thrive in 2025. And um, I know John's very, you know, taking a lot of uh, interest in this, he's pushing this forward. Um, and I'd just like to ask a, what, what, what is your vision? How would you like to see the NCA when your role of chairman comes to an end? How, how long is your tenure as well as chairman? You know, um, you know, when I became the vice chairman on the path of becoming the chairman, no one had COVID-19 in their mind. And COVID-19 has had a huge impact on our industry. And there's been a lot of positive as people have returned to home. There's been increases in consumption, but there's been enormous challenges in our industry. And all of our members in some way have been impacted uh, in, a, in some negative ways due to COVID-19. Impacts on their business, impacts on the on uh, manufacturing impacts and how they conduct business or employees. And one of the things that I want to oversee is coming out of this, that our industry is restored back to uh, full health and that we do all we can to make sure that uh, the industry is moving forward in a way that advances the interests of the industry and primarily a healthy, stable, successful industry. And the second point is, is that there's been an administration change and with any administration change, uh, whether Democrat or Republican, becomes challenges and opportunities. I want to make sure that our industry association is working with uh, the government, with the new administration, with the key stakeholders on both sides of the aisle in the United States to advance some of the challenges that we have as an industry. And we want to make sure that we retain uh, the commercial freedom that is due to this industry, given the responsibility by which we've acted uh, and um, and the economic, the positive economic impact our industry has uh, uh, in the economy of the United States, being a major employer uh, uh, and a uh, big part of uh, a big part of the uh, of the food production uh, industry in the United States. Okay, and finally, um, Paul, I'd just like to ask you, you've, say, you've been in the business 30 years, um, illustrious career. Um, what, finally, what, what advice would you give to anyone wanting to work in the confectionery industry, and particularly to those young, the young leaders you have as well in the N NCA? What, 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 can you, what can you give them? What, what advice could you offer? Well, I think my, my advice to them would be stick with it. I think, so a couple, a couple observations, I think, a lot of the younger generation moves uh, too quickly. They'll work at a company for a few years and then they'll go to a, another company for another couple of years and then another company, another couple of years. And I think there's a great opportunity to build 10-year 
relationships, experience, working with companies and not moving so much. And then the other point I would say is, is that remember how great this industry is. We've seen the resilience of our industry through recession, and I've been through several recessions now, and have been lucky that I've worked for the candy industry, where the candy industry may soften, but it never suffers the big swings that other industries have. And then I came up in my career as a marketer. And the thing that is outstanding about the candy industry, as I mentioned earlier, is it's a branded business. You can do the fun marketing, you can do the innovation, you can connect with the the, the kind of the fun um, emotional aspects of this category. Everyone has memories of confectionery in their lives. Like my grandmother making Christmas cookies using uh, confection from one of our competitors. I remember that growing up. I mean, I grew up as a typical American uh, enjoying the you know, Christmas and Easter and, you know, confectionery, uh, like every other little kid. And that's part of the formative experience. But those relationships are built on brands. And I think as a marketer, you don't want to necessarily be in a category where brands can be replaced by private label or brands can be replaced by uh, an upstart. There's emotional connections that bring us stability. And you get to work in this category, I'm building your brands. In every function in the industry, you're building brands for the future. And I think that that is something that makes us an extremely attractive place to be. And and I, I got to say, when you look at the member companies, you have a collection of big companies, all driven by very strong sense of moral guidance. I can say that about all of the big companies and the small companies, too. You have family companies that have passed generation to generation. And I think this brings a certain kind of uh, vibrancy to the category that, you know, we're competitors, but we're family. There's a there's a um, a goodness to this industry that I think anybody coming in would really enjoy and to have a career in it is very rewarding. And, I, and I've been very lucky uh, working in the confection industry for the majority of my career. That's good. Um, Paul, thank you very much. Um, we'll end on that note. And I get what you say. I've been to SOTIC twice. And I, what I get from there is a real sense of community, uh, friendship, um, collaboration. You know, there's no, um, obviously, companies are competitive. But, you know, it's, it's just a great, it really has opened my eyes a lot to, um, to how the industry yeah. yeah, it's like you compete with them, but you don't have to not like the person, you know, uh -huh. you know, just because it's like being on the on the football field, you know, when you're off the grid, you know, you're friends, you know, you're but when you're on the grid, you're you, you fight and you play as hard as you can, you know, so Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jack, thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much, Anthony. Thank you.